0: Welcome, and thanks for listening to this message from City Bridge Community Church. Our heart at City Bridge is to call all people to be fully devoted followers of Christ. To learn more about City Bridge and how you can take your next faithful step with Jesus, check us out online at citybridgechurch.org. Now, here's the message. Uh, well, Good morning. My name is Derek Matthews. I get to serve here as our director of teaching ministries. And typically about this time, we would be jumping into a message, a 35 to longer um, time in which we jump into God's word and we teach God's word. But something that we've noticed as we kind of go, go series to series to series is that it's worth it to pause, to reflect to what we call Selah before we just move on to the next series. And so this morning, we're gonna be doing that. We're gonna be doing what we call a Selah Sunday. Now, if you read the book of Psalms, you're gonna see 71 times the word Selah repeated over and over and over again. And the truth is, we're not quite sure what that word means, which is why we just leave it in there as Selah. Uh, but most people understand that to be one or two things. Either a pause and reflection about what was just said or a call for us to sing louder what's coming up and to rejoice. And so it's either to reflect or to rejoice. Either way, we're gonna do both this morning just to be safe, all right? So we're gonna spend some time reflecting about where we've been and then rejoicing with where we believe God's leading us. Because we've been in a series these last several weeks called Worldview. And worldview is the way that you see the world, the lens by which you see the world around you. And the hope of this series is is that we would see the world not the way the world wants us to through our own selfishness and sin, but rather through the word of God. And so we've been talking about different topics that as you think about the world today, we've been talking about uh, things like uh, biblical manhood and womanhood. We've been talking about uh, uh, race and ethnicity or what's, what's called the sin of partiality. We've been talking about marriage and how to see that rightly. We've been talking about stewardship and a number of other things. And with each one, the hope was never to cover every single topic out there because there's gonna be something tomorrow. There's gonna be something next week, next month, next year. And the hope also wasn't to cover every single nuance of the topics we did cover. Uh, We got 35 minutes. The hope was to help us see every topic that we approach biblically. You see, Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount says this. He says in Matthew 6, 22, which was one of the theme verses of our series. He says this, the eye is the lamp to the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body is full of darkness. If then the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? And so simply put, Jesus really cares how you see the world, what your worldview is, because how you see the world will impact how you see God, how you see yourself, and how you see others around you, and how you see the cultural issues of the day. And so the hope of this series was to kind of give you a framework that you can approach every single topic that you see, whether it's in the news or the culture around us. And that framework was three simple questions. What does the Bible say? How do I respond in humility? And then how do I love as an ambassador of Christ? And so what we're going to do this morning is we're going to take each one of those questions and kind of turn it into like three different movements And so what we're going to do is we're going to ask that question, and we're going to kind of go, not reteach anything, but kind of go to the highlighting points of the series. And then we're going to kick it over to us as a church body to pray, and then we're going to sing. And we're going to do that for question one, two, and three. That's what we're going to be doing this morning. It's a little bit of a different morning than we typically do. And so first question, let's dive in. The first question begins with what does the Bible have to say about the topic at hand? And we start there because the Bible is the lens by which we see the world around us because we, through our sin and our selfishness and our upbringing and our background, our situations, we have eyes that don't see clearly. And what God has done is given us a lens called the scriptures to see the world clearly. It says clearly in uh, Psalms 119, 110, it says, "'The word of God, the word is a lamp to my feet, and a light to my path, that God's word is a lamp unto my feet. It shows me the next step I need to take, but it's a light unto the path. It shows me the world around me clearly. 2 Timothy 3.16 says it this way, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. Why? That the man of God, the woman of God, the person of God may be complete, may be full, equipped for every good work. And so we start with this question because it's the lens by which we see the world around us. It's the lens that God has given us to see the world clearly. And yet we can read the Bible all day and miss the very heart of God, search the scriptures in vain and yet miss Jesus. Because though the word of God is the lens by which we see, we need Jesus to open up our eyes, to see God, to see ourselves, to see others and see the world around us clearly. In fact, that's one of my favorite verses in scripture. After Jesus died and rose from the grave, he pulled his disciples together. And in Luke 24, 44, he pulls them in and he says this, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms, the entire Old Testament must be fulfilled. Then watch this, then he, Jesus opened their minds to understand the scriptures. So yes, we need to be people who are spending time reading God's word, but we need to be praying to God that he would open up our minds to understand his words so that we can see the world clearly. So that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to spend some moments praying. Now, let me just preface this. This is going to grow some of your prayer muscles right now. Because what we're gonna do, prayer historically in Christian history and in the scriptures has been both a private thing, something you do between you and God, but also a public thing, something you do amongst the body of believers. And so we're going to pray collectively as a body of believers. And so if this is your first time here, we wanna say, one, we're so glad you're here. We love that you've joined us this morning. If you're still kind of exploring Jesus or unsure about this whole church thing, we wanna say, hey, be free in this time just to kind of take this all in but we would invite all of us in this time to pray, to pray both, uh, you can pray that individually, but we would invite you to pray if you're here with your spouse, your community, your friends, someone you just met during meet and greet, uh, that you would gather together in this time and pray. And we would invite you to do so being audible so that other people can hear you, being brief because other people wanna pray too, and then being Christ-centered because it's not about you or how amazing you pray. So we're gonna have some prompts on the screen that's gonna help you kind of walk through this time a few minutes to pray with those around you or pray individually so that we can pray this question into our hearts. So let's take those few moments, pray, and then we'll come back, pray together, and then we'll sing. So let's pray.
1: Uh, As, as Derek shared with us, the first question was, what does the Bible say about fill in the blank about whatever topic? And then question two was, uh, where we turned the microscope onto our own hearts. And it, it was a question designed for us to be reflective of how can I, how can we even as a people respond in humility? One of the, uh, one of the most repeated phrases from, from stage, whether it's Sunday morning or even midweek, uh, just Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is that we are to, as a people, draw a circle around ourselves, right? And let Jesus fix everyone inside that circle, which is you which is me. And uh, this has been a series where I would say we have uh, practiced what we've preached each and every week as we've addressed how we have been a part of the problem in certain instances. and uh, Or as I like to sometimes say, we have tasted our own queso this series as we've approached these different topics. The the admonition, though, uh, comes from Christ uh, in the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, Matthew chapter 7, Christ speaking, it says this, why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is in fact a log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. And so with each topic, we've looked at one another and we've just said, hey, what do we need to own Individually and in certain instances, maybe collectively as a church, where we've added to the problem and we've in humility begun to draw the circle around ourselves and owned a hundred percent of whatever percent of the problem we've contributed to it. And when we do that, time and time again, when I just in normal conversations with people am willing to own my percent of the junk, it changes the tenor of a conversation. And what was trending towards an argument begins to be in a completely different place. And in all of this, right, as we've responded in humility, it just keeps pointing us back to the gospel. And we remember, we remind ourselves where the Lord found each one of us. He found us in a state of, of, of lowness, a, a, a humble state where we were in need of rescue. And when we put that lens on and when we remind ourselves of where the Lord found us, it helps us extend grace towards other people. For as we, uh, as a verse that we often quote here, both on Sundays and throughout the week, Titus 3, that we remind ourselves that we too were once foolish. We too were once disobedient. We too were once led astray by various lusts and pleasures. We too have spent our days in malice and envy. And we too have hated one another and been hated by others. But When the goodness and loving kindness of our God appeared, that's what changed everything. When the gospel of Jesus Christ came into our hearts, it was not the works of our own righteousness that changed anything. It was the washing and renewal of the Holy Spirit that changed it. And so what our world needs, what our neighbors need, what our coworkers need are not right positions on any fill in the blank. What they need first and foremost is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's what we needed. When he rescued us, it's what we still need today in order to walk in his ways. And it's what this land is in most need of. And so we've taken that knowledge and we've reminded ourselves of that. And what I hope ends up being one of the cementing aspects of this series is we've reminded ourselves is that people are a privilege. They're not an argument to be won. They are not positions on which to be trampled. They are souls, they are eternal beings that are in need of being shepherded and cared for and discipled. And so we move towards them. One of the most notable characteristics of Christ as I read about him in the gospel accounts is that Christ always moved towards people. When people were in need, Christ moved towards them. When people were in sin, Christ moved towards them. Even people that were opposed to Christ In his ways and his teachings, Christ moved towards them. And so as we take a step back in this series, we want to have that mindset in our hearts and in our minds as how we need to move towards people, whether that's neighbors or coworkers, we move towards them with the gospel of Christ because that's what changes and transforms people. That's what's changed and transformed us. It's what we're still in need of today to continue to change and transform us. And so we remind ourselves of that and continue to move towards people. Even when they disagree with us, we continue to move towards them. And so uh, that's what we wanna do right now is we're gonna put in three more prayer points up here And you can use these as prompts or I'd even encourage you to maybe pray for one or two or three people that you can use uh, this time as an opportunity to kind of soften your heart towards them. We think praying for others, right, builds our trust on God and it will soften our hearts to some of the people that can maybe even at times get us amped up. So let's take another three minutes and begin to pray that we would be people that respond in humility.
2: And so we asked, uh, as the third question, how do we love like ambassadors? And that comes straight out of the scripture. So let's take a look at 2 Corinthians 5, kind of 18 through 20. And it says this, it says, now all these things are from God. So we got to stop right there. What is these things? Things. Well, if you remember, the verse before that, 517, just says that we're new creatures. The old things, old things have passed away. The new things have come. And those things are redemption and forgiveness and joy and peace and patience. Those are the new things that have been given to us as new creatures in Christ. That verse goes on to say... So now all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Did you get that? He gave us the ministry of reconciliation, namely that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed to us again, the word reconciliation, and it's like Paul's trying to get us to understand we have this treasure chest of things that we have been given because of what Christ has done for us. And our job is to take them and proclaim them to other people. We have the amazing privilege of being proclaimers, of proclamation of these things that we have been given giving to other people. Folks, it is such a privilege for what God has done for us that we get to go tell other people. We get to live it out in front of people. And it's why we ask that question, how do we love as ambassadors? The passage goes on to say that therefore we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were making an appeal through us, we beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. I mean, it just says it over and over again. And here's the thing about ambassadors, ambassadors aren't starting wars. They don't start fights. They're people that are living in another country and what are they doing? They're representing the king. And so our king, Lord Jesus, has commanded us to be reconcilers, has commanded us to be ambassadors for the sake of God's kingdom. So ambassadors represent God's kingdom to other people. They lose their relationships. They use the platform that God has given them as a platform for proclamation of the gospel. And so the reason we did this worldview series Man, let's know what the Bible says. How how do we respond in humility? But that's that's only two thirds. The third is how do we take what we've learned, our view, our picture that we've learned in the scripture and we've responded in humility and how do we go be ambassadors for the sake of Christ? I just wanna tell you, your prayer matters. What we're doing today, three minutes, this matters pray that our body would begin, okay, to have this sink deep in their heart and soul and begin to do that as they live their life in front of their friends and neighbors. So we're going to put some prompts up again on the stage and let's, let's pray these in. Some of you may remember I gave my daughter when she went to college a little board that just said, read it through, pray it in, live it out and pass it on. That's what we have the privilege of doing with the gospel. Let's pray together.
0: Thanks for listening. We pray this message encourages you on your journey with Jesus. If you found this message helpful, feel free to share it with others and leave us a review. To learn about City Bridge and how you can take your next faithful step with Jesus, check us out online at citybridgechurch.org. You can also follow us on social at CityBridgeCC. See you next time.